Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Very pleased to be joined by former Marlins president David Sampson, who now works for CBS Sports. He hosts a very entertaining podcast, Nothing Personal with David Sampson. David, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. It has been a rather interesting start to the baseball season, and I want to ask you right away, as the former president of the Marlins, you worked there a really long time. What was your reaction to everything that was going on with that baseball team about a week ago and throughout last week? So people have asked me that and they think that my reaction is, wow, thank God I'm not there. And my reaction was the opposite is that I wish I were there so I could be helpful. It was incredibly unlucky and disappointing to have the Marlins be thrown under the bus by baseball as the only team not in compliance and the only team not following protocols. 29 other teams did it right. I was getting some sort of flashbacks to when the Marlins are always blamed for stuff. And it's, it's not that. And now we're seeing positive tests with the Cardinals and issues with other clubs, without a doubt. Do I wish that it hadn't been the Marlins who had the outbreak? Of course. But I also don't want any players to ever have COVID-19 because you just don't know if they're going to be like Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox and actually have inflamed heart muscles and be out for the year. And God knows what the future is. People I don't know realize it's not like having a common cold and then all of a sudden you're fine five days later. There are possible future ramifications for these athletes. So I, I was concerned. I, may, I continue to be concerned, but I'm also, as part of nothing personal, I'm being honest in my assessment of the situation from both the Marlins standpoint and MLBs. Well, what is your assessment? My assessment is that the protocols were not being followed by the Marlins and they're not being followed by many of the teams. When I'm watching games this first week, uh, in the beginning, managers were wearing masks below their nose, sometimes not wearing them. There was no social distancing. All the protocols of where people should be, uh, both in the clubhouse and on the bench, were not being followed. Uh, there was high-fiving. There was spitting. I, I tweeted the other day that you know Dusty Baker took off his mask to spit and then put his mask back on. I mean, it just it makes no sense. And I think people will see what's happening with the Marlins and, and take it more seriously. But I always thought that, that expecting players not to leave their hotels is very unrealistic. And on top of that, what really bothered me the most is the protocols for baseball did not include testing of tier two or tier three people on an everyday basis, including flight attendants and pilots and baggage handlers and check-in people at the, at the hotels. And when you're introducing travel into the equation, you are inter bus drivers. You're introducing people who could be positive and not know it. 
And uh, I always felt everyone needed to be tested. So it's been very complicated, very difficult. But the NBA is showing us, and so is the NHL, that if you're in a bubble, it could work. If not, it may not. Well, I definitely want to get to that shortly. But since you brought up the daily testing or the lack of daily testing, correct me if I'm wrong, but players and coaches, tier one, aren't even getting tested every day. I mean, I know the Phillies have the past week because of the situation that they've been in, but have players in tier one and coaches in tier one been tested every day? No, the protocols call for every other day. And when I came out with the plan in May of how I would bring baseball back, my initial number one point is testing will have to be done every day. Because you've got a 12 to 36 hour delay in results, and then you've got the possibility of false positives, because if you test positive, then you have six straight negatives like Juan Soto with the Nationals. There is such thing as a false positive. We don't have perfect testing yet. That's just the bottom line because it's such a new virus. Even though it feels like it's been around now for five or 10 years, it is a new virus. So how they're not testing every day is beyond me. They're waiting for an outbreak on a team or then they're testing every day. Well, that's a little late. That's like putting on a glove to catch a fastball after the ball has been thrown. You better be pretty quick or you're going to hurt your hand. So you mentioned the bubble and how the NBA and the NHL so far, knock on wood, have not had any type of major issue like Major League Baseball is having. Um, We heard what Commissioner Manfred said on MLB Network last week about how it just wasn't feasible. Um, I talked to one of your peers last week, former peers, Ruben Amaro Jr., former GM of the Phillies, who also said it wasn't, it's not really feasible to have baseball in a bubble. What do you think? Should baseball have been in a campus or a bubble-like environment? I don't believe the regular season was feasible, but for a postseason, I think it is feasible. And I think that that is going to be required. And I think that baseball tried to get a season in. They're still trying. Rob Manford had a quote over the weekend that said he's not a quitter. He wants to keep going. We also know there could be more Cardinals testing positive. News could be coming out any moment now. Here we are on a Monday. So if more teams have Marlins-like outbreaks, I don't think they'll have a choice but to stop the season. But if I'm the commissioner of baseball, I've got an entire working group figuring out a postseason bubble right now and doing some sort of NBA, NHL-style tournament because getting that TV revenue matters. And even if it's not a conventional playoff system, it's got to be something. But bubbling for a regular season in Arizona or in Florida or in Texas, it simply wouldn't work because of weather. You know, the game right now feels so fragile. We were all waiting for baseball to come back. You got rid of your really, truly epic beard after that several-month layoff with no baseball. But now that baseball is back very quickly, it feels really fragile. How do you feel about the, the state of the sport right now? Yeah, there's no doubt with baseball, and it's because there's no bubble and there's travel, I feel as though any day I'm refreshing Twitter, you know, who's next? What team is next? And I was very happy when the Phillies did not have any positive tests because if there's on-field transmission, that's even scarier because of the definition of on-field activity. There's going to be lack of social distancing and close contact. But there is that sort of transmission inside. And that's what we're understanding and learning about the virus, like in a clubhouse and even like in a, in a basketball arena. So I worry about all the other sports because if, some, if that bubble gets pierced, who knows what could happen? I'm watching basketball and hockey. They're playing as though there's no COVID. And right now there's not in the bubble, but it's like anything. If something gets in there, it's going to spread like wildfire. So I think everything's fragile right now because of what's going on 
in the COVID world where you think you have it under control and then all of a sudden it's not and it happens like that. So I don't view baseball as any more fragile than any other sport. I view the regular season as a touch more fragile only because I'm like conditioned like Pavlov's dog. Like every day I wake up, I'm expecting another team to have another problem. You mentioned the Phillies um, and the, you know, with their situation and the false positives, they lost the weekend series after already losing the Yankees games, which they're going to hopefully make up this week. They lost the weekend series against the Blue Jays because of two false positives. Now, fortunately, those guys are not positive. That's the most important part, that they're not positive. But at the same time, they lost games when they probably didn't need to lose games. How, how do you feel about that? I think that discretion is the better part of valor, right? There's no, the, the, the big problem that MLB learned is that last Sunday's Marlins-Phillies game should not have been played. Even though we're maybe seeing that spread doesn't happen on the field, it doesn't matter. When there's an outbreak, you've got to isolate. And the Phillies were close with the Marlins, whether it's at first base, whether they're close with the catcher, when they're up at plate, when they're running the bases, whatever the case is. What I think is hard about this season for baseball and I've been shocked by the quality of basketball and hockey that I've seen so far. It's hard to be uh, out of your routine in baseball. And the Phillies are being asked today after maybe a workout at best to play the Yankees tonight after not playing for eight days, the Yankees who have won six in a row facing Garrett Cole. Yeah. I just think that there's such a prejudice now against the Phillies because of their situation. Now, of course I don't bet on games, but if there were ever a game to bet on, you say the Yankees will win tonight no matter what. And that's why I love baseball because we'll see what happens. But it is very hard for players to have no rhythm. And right now the Phillies, all the players have no rhythm on any team, by the way, because the schedule is so crazy every day. But the Phillies especially, and then the Marlins when they return tomorrow with a brand new team in Baltimore, that's an even worse situation without any workouts and without ever – they're, they're going to be meeting each other when the lineup cards are being given to the umpires. Literally, the players will be meeting each other for the first time. So it's, uh, but I, I worry about the Phillies because they had a chance this year where I don't think the Marlins ever did. And uh, we'll see how it plays out now. Not even from a competitive standpoint, but, but from a health standpoint. I mean, you're right. Garrett Cole is facing the Phillies tonight. He's been pretty much lights out through two games. The Yankees, Aaron Judge, every time he's at the plate, he almost hits a home run. Um, so now you have Jake Arrieta pitching for the Phillies tonight. And Arietta is making his season debut and hasn't pitched in a game-like setting. And it was an intra-squad, I think, in like 11 days or so. So what kind of health risk are pitchers and players on the Phillies putting themselves at tonight when they play the Yankees in the Bronx? I think the, the injury risk is significant and we've seen it. And I've, you know, been on top of the mountain yelling as hard, loudly as I can that spring training part two was not long enough, that the pitchers needed more time to get ready, that the position players needed more time to get ready, that there were not enough games. Each team played two or three exhibition games. Tampa and Seattle played zero exhibition games and just went right to the regular season. And you're wondering why Tampa is off to a slow start which they are, the answer is they're just not ready to play. And every day, another pitcher, another player is getting injured, whether it's Mookie Betts having sore legs, whether it's Clayton Kershaw having a sore back, he's back now uh, and, and pitched on Sunday and pitched well. But you're seeing where Steven Strasburg, nerve injury with his hand, shoulder, Corey Kluber tore his shoulder. So Marcus Stroman tore his calf. I mean, I, we could go on to the next hour and you'd miss every update you have to give because injuries happen. 
And baseball is not a sport where you can just go from zero to 100. You know, in, in basketball, I guess, you know, you could keep running in your room and you keep your cardio up and your shot may be a little off, but you're not going to get hurt if you've stayed in cardio shape. But in baseball, you can't be in shape during COVID. There is no way to be in baseball shape. There's definitely risk involved with physically as well. My last one for you, David, is the Phillies, in order to play 60 games, I think have to play 57 games in 56 days. How feasible is that? Well, there's a reason there's a rule in the, uh, in the collective bargaining agreement that you can't play more than 20 days in a row without having the players waive permission, which they rarely do. Sometimes with weather, with Miami, before we had a roof, we had to ask our players to waive it and they would not want to waive it. They'd rather play doubleheaders later in the season. Uh, and we always said, we don't want that because what if we're in the race? Doubleheaders, 50% of the time at least are split. So if we have to make up games later in the season, we don't want to play doubleheaders. But the players said, listen, we're not going 20 in a row. And now that there's no amphetamines in the game, that's what players used back in the day to get themselves ready to play every day. Now it's just Red Bull and coffee and put on your hat and get out there. So it's a problem. And 57 games in 56 days is an unheard of stretch. You're going to need depth and you're going to need luck and you're going to need to find a way to rest players uh, in a way that normally you don't want to in a 60 game sprint or in the final month of a season in a normal September, quote unquote, you don't want to have to rest JT and you want him catching every day, but it's just, it's simply physically impossible. Well, hopefully baseball is able to complete the season safely. Hopefully they don't have any more outbreaks. And, and hopefully you don't have to grow another beard, even though it was an epic beard, if uh, baseball has a shutdown again, because I know that you want baseball and we all want baseball. David Sampson, CBS Sports, former president of the Marlins, Nothing Personal with David Sampson Podcast. Thank you for the time, and I look forward to the next time we chat. I look forward to have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.